0: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Welcome to our weekly, I mean, weekly Wednesday night shear. Lil Nishmas <clears> Rebefraim <throat> Shmul Jakub Hymyshe and Yvette Babs Ibrahim Akayin Pasha's Kydashim Last we spoke about uh, Ahrimates and Kydashim usually are together and this year they are separated therefore last week is book and this week this year is on Kedoshim Kedoshim is also Shani um, Pichyavis next week uh, on Monday, Thursday, and the following Monday, begins the fast of Shani Chimishi Vashayni, Bahab, formerly known. And there are those that have a minhag, a custom, to make Mishabera on this Shabbos before Mus before Musab, Mus- Mus- sorry, As the before the Shabbat return to the Arden, and to make Mishaberach for all those that are fasting, Bahab. fasts of Bahab established basically established basically because of the Yom Tif, after Yom Tif of Pesach and, Sh- and Sukkot. since a person indulges in food and one indulges in food sometimes more than just needed therefore the Anshimaisa would fast Monday and Thursday, and Monday after Yom Tov. However, since the Chedesh Nisan, we don't fast, therefore we need to wait for Chedesh Nisan to finish, which obviously was this week, since the Chedesh was on Shabbos. Since we do not make the Mishaberach on a day that we cannot fast, and since Shabbos was still Chedesh Nisan, Monday itself actually was already still Ishkedish. Therefore we could not fast on Ishkedish. So the fast will only begin this coming Monday, Thursday and Monday. Again, this is only for Anshe Maisa. People that undertake this. Um, most people undertake it bilineder, not committal non committally. Um and if Hashem gives them chayach, they do it every, twice a year. And those who do, may their tefillahs be answered, as it says in the Mishaberach, that tefillahs should be answered and everything that, that all brachas and, and schusim should come their way. But it comes very apropos to be in the Shabbos of Pashas Kedoshim. You should be Kaddish for I am holy. How does one, says Rashi, sanctify themselves, make themselves so holy? Tell a person, refrain from eating Chazer. Refrain from doing horrific Averis. Chil Shabbos even for that matter. Desecrating the Shabbos, eating pork, serving idol worship. Person, for the most part, has those boundaries. The Mutrullah. Was me meg? used to say, Was me tarnisht, tarmanisht, Was me meg darfanisht. What you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do. What you're allowed to do, you don't necessarily have to do. And I've told the story, I guess many times, quoting from Rabbi Leib Obron, the Rebbe's secretary, um, in the days of yesteryear, when Talmudim were first coming over from Europe, from Tvatsk, etc. One of the the for for most famous of the Tamidim, was a Yidhar of had Shmuel David Halevi Yirai Shmuel David, I guess you could have considered him a, a beni from the Tanya. And Rabbi Gornet tells that there were certain Bachrim that were Easternists. They had OCD extra sensitivity, whatever you want to call them. And they didn't want to eat in the dining room. They didn't like the trays weren't 100% clean, or the food wasn't... Whatever their reasoning was. And they would bring lunch from home. (laughs) This is not the story with the tuna sandwich. They would bring lunch from home, and they would sit in between... between starim, they would sit, lunchtime in other words, in the eBay upstairs, wherever it was, and they would eat lunch. Boy, a boy went, Bakram went, and he bought uh, ice cream. An ice cream. And Shmuddub Rajik walks in and sees his boy licking ice cream. Shemaduva was shocked. He grabbed his face, his own face, and he said, Moisturus in Taim Chitmimim, he couldn't believe it, he was in shock. (coughs) Moisturus are things that are extra, things that we don't really need. In a Chitmim, who has to know how to sanctify yourself, make yourself holy with what's permissible but not necessarily do you have to eat everything that's permissible. Not necessarily have to drink everything that's permissible. It's allowed, it's kosher. It doesn't mean you have to eat or drink it. <laughs> Sanctify yourself with the things that are actually allowed. And be careful even with that. And even when we do eat or drink, imbibe or indulge, do it, shame Shemayim. Do it, the sanctification of God's name. I'm doing this, I'm eating this, because I need to serve Hashem. to you Kikodesh Ani. Be holy, for I am holy. And the Parsha tends to list off, as short as the Parsha is, a myriad of mitzvahs. many of which have been adam between two people for example don't stand on the blood of your friend don't refrain from actually saving a friend that you could But it's not telling you save your fellow Jew like we see later one should reprimand their friend but rather in a negative mitzvah form of negative do not stand on the blood of your friend. (coughs) What does this mean standing on the blood? So Rashi explains (coughs) you see one dying and you could possibly save them. How this is Rashi, an example, one is drowning, a wild animal or thieves are attacking him and you can save him, then you may not stand sight, you may not stand idly and allow this person to be hurt. When the Rebbe was but a little boy, literally, before Mitzvah for sure, he was going with his mother, and there was a tumult by the water. A lot of noise going on. Everybody came running to see what was going on. And there was a man drowning. I honestly do not recall in this story, reading this when I read this story, I don't recall reading the whether or not it was a Jewish man or not a Jewish man. Someone was drowning. And everybody's standing there screaming, help, save him. As if the hand from heaven is going to scoop him out of the water. I mean, everybody just <laughs> nobody was actually doing anything. When suddenly there was a splash and the little boy, the Rebbe, who ultimately grew up to be the Rebbe, swam out and saved this person from drowning. His mother turned around to look for him and she realized that it was her son that had jumped into the water to save the man. And when he came back, she says, you ruined your shoes I just bought you. Can you imagine? (laughs) No, that's not what she said. Um... There have a, a famous joke of a very wealthy man that threw a party in his estate. And he did, he was known to do eccentric things. And he had a daughter, a single daughter. And he said, Any man that is brave enough to swim across my pool, I will give my daughter's hand in marriage. Everybody said, What's the big thing to swim across the pool? And went to look closer and they saw he had filled the pool with sharks so you know swim across and try to get escape from the sharks I and mean, it was a tempting offer to marry the rich man's daughter etc but nobody was interested he didn't have any buyers suddenly there was a splash and you see this man for his life ferociously swimming for his dear life and he gets to the other side and he jumps out of the water as the sharks are about to snap at him and he's out of breath and he's totally and everybody's trying to congratulate him and he's saying who? 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 and they said who what? who pushed me in the water? anyway so Rashi says one of the things is to save a person from drowning etc Rashi I'm sorry. But I have a few questions for you. Le'i Re'acha. Do not stand on the blood of your friend. Do not kill another person. Okay, it doesn't mean don't kill another person. Because we already heard that you're not allowed to kill. Le'i So it must mean that you can't stand idly if you can save a person. So... What's there to explain? And Rashi then goes, not only says what it means, but he also says, not only when you see someone dying, you can save him, you should save him. He gives examples. Rashi is Pshute Shal mikre, simple Pshat. are the four ways of learning Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Said. Pshat is the simple, bare-knuckle explanation. There's Remez, there's Drush, you can learn something, there's Said, the secrets of Teira. Most say that a muscle goes on the Remez. So, when he gives a muscle, the person drowning, etc. The muscle is not Pshat. It's not Pshat. So, what is Rashi adding by giving a muscle all of a sudden? Thirdly, Rashi was going to give it ready to the muscle. he should write, Kegoin, Tevea Benod, Echayim, Elizabeth Bohem, Olav from the way he's writing it though it looks like it's talking about one thing that a person is coming into drowning in an ar and at the same time chayis and animals are coming to attack him whereas if you keep his score at home the mother and son had in give an aleph etc so vaya benar oichaya oelistim, not vichaya elistim boim halav. It says either or, it doesn't say and. The truth is, though, we're not necessarily bound. To a special TV here, to know how to save a fellow Jew. You're getting louder and louder in there. We could, in essence, learn this from a Kalvachema, from the obligation of Azr Tazr Imai, Hakim Tokim Imai. It's also help out a fellow Jew, set up a fellow Jew. If we need to save a person's property, as if he to help him from his donkey collapsing, how come he to help him to establish, set up his house? If we need to save property, so who even doubts that we need to save a life? So, if I'm telling you you need to help a guy that his donkey shouldn't die, you need to help him unload the, the donkey... I need to tell you you need to make sure the man doesn't die if you have a capacity to save a person's life you should save him seriously what is the ramifications of this puzzle oops oh there you are what did I do I don't know what I did here. oops okay I don't know why you shrunk over this script. But, the Taylor here actually is coming to work on the certain attributes of the person. To To the status that one needs to actually sacrifice their own life to save a fellow Jew. And we told this last week as well, how one needs to sacrifice their very life Friedrich Rebbe had told the story to the Khsidim when they didn't know if they should actually go out if it was Hakannis the fascist, and he said, look at the Soyla Azazel Azazel went out there even though he knew he was going to die so one needs to go the whole nine yards to save a fellow Jew even if it means chas killing yourself. And at that point in time, two people die. So the question becomes, what do we need to do? A person is obligated to endanger themselves, a little bit even, to save a fellow Jew. Therefore Rashi comes and explains first and foremost he establishes you don't have permission you may not stand and see the person dying when you are capable of saving him. One side there is sakana, there is danger set aside danger in order to save the person on the other side it's definite that you can ultimately save them therefore Ashi brings an example a person drowning and also if he's attacked by animals or or, or thieves where one actually exposes his weaknesses out of the water a person can pull somebody out from animals you can chase the animals away you can overpower the thieves but if there's alligators in the water or sharks in the water and you need to save him both from drowning and being eaten by the water in the water. You're dealing with a little bit more of a of a situation. And therefore, in this case, another a person to come and to try to save this person. from drowning, and from whatever else is happening. Even though it's dangerous for him to do it, and therefore Rashi brings this example, even if it means putting your own life in danger. And in the words of Rashi we see, you see him dying and you can actually save him. And this is a very deep message for this. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu places before you a situation that you see someone dying, you see another Jew in danger, you need to know there is no doubt at the Yochel Hatzilay. You can save him. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed you this person, showed you this scenario, he put you there in order to know you have the capacity to save the person and to change the situation here. And therefore, we see in our generation where so many of our brethren are found in the danger of drowning, Rechmon in the horrific river of the of the mundane world. Everyone that sees a Jew in this another Jew in this situation has the mitzvah leisamer adam leyachol, and he has to remember at the Hatzilah, You can save him. You can do this. How? By going out there, the Fatsa Satera, Fatsa being a to to each and every Jew, to Avino bringing us closer, bringing each and every Jew closer their hearts to our Father in Heaven, and to ultimately speed up the process of bringing Mashiach to Keilu. So L'Isa Merod Amriyacha is actually a lesson a potent lesson for each and every one of us. We all have the potential, and we all are witnesses to al Etzlan, what goes on, what's happening in today's generation, <coughs> how much we need to do, how much we need to reach out to save, to help a fellow Jew. Then goes the flip side which sounds so severe. And then the Pesach says love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. Whew. I guess the first thing a person would need to do is recognize how much they love themselves that itself might shock them. Once they know actually how much they love themselves, they know they have to apply, apply that to a fellow Jew. Mm-mm-mm. Bosik says, V'yavta L'Reach HaKomei says, Omer Rabbi Akiva is a Klaul Godel godl Akiva says, This is a Klal Godel Bateidah since my phone keeps flashing in front of me telling me it over and over again I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my son Ezra Nissen, for a year and those who are anticipating, looking forward to somewhere along this year talking about that other holiday tomorrow um, don't wait I think we're going to run out of time before we talk about it <laughs> sorry Huh. don't believe that well we still have to you know of course, during the weeks of Sveda we do Saita we do um we do pe yeah you know, we still have so much on this Pasha it's just bituna that she is only an hour the. This is a great generalization in the Tata. Where does he get this from? From the Medish and on the place on right here on this place. He was called home the Dorim But we need to understand. Again, Rashi know your place. Your job is, as you say in Khumish Bereshis, Rebosi I'm only coming to say the Porshut Pshat in the Pasuk. You're not Musaris, etc. So what are you telling us with Ze Klaudl Batera? Where does that come in to the regular Pshat? we have to say that the words of the Akiva come to teach us how we have to serve God to broaden to strengthen the value of a mitzvah of the Ahavta L'Reach Kamecha, which has in it generalizations which are to the entire Torah how is this Nege'a to understanding Avonis pshat in the Poshik understanding simple Pshat in the Poshik truth is nothing wrong with learning a little deeper into the Teda learning a little bit of Chassidus, of Kabbalistic explanations Um, esoterical explanations in the tale there's nothing wrong with that but first we need to know pshat we need to know the simple explanation of what the posse is saying which is some say that when we learn the posse here and we see there's a mitzvah to love a Jew in a way that you love yourself. The same way a person loves themselves, they have to awaken up themselves. A yearning to love a fellow Jew that way. This, 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 this doesn't sit with a person. First of all, there's different ways of telling a person they love themselves self-centered, egotistical, none of them complimentary, by the way. Tell a person, I want you to do some soul-searching. Some soul-searching. Where are you holding? What's your status in life? You've gone through, or you've seen, or you've been exposed to, different things in, in life whether it be 10-15 years ago, whether it be this very week, whether it be a visit to a concentration camp, or whether it be coming into a she'er of a rabbi that's breathing fire. Whatever it is that you get exposed to spiritually, to set your mind thinking... You can do the soul search and say where am I in this? Where do I fit in this picture or not fit in this picture? What do I get? What can I gather from all this? That's fine. It's wonderful. One can sit down and do a soul search. They can do a Keshmer, a Nefesh. How did I do this week? How was my Torah study? How was my Tzvila B'tzibur? How was my... Bein Odom in general. How did I act? How did I behave? How did I speak? I don't know what that is. Could you please stop it? Tell somebody... I want you to sit down and think about how much you love yourself. (laughs) Very, very strong likelihood they'll swear at you or hit you. You're calling me self-centered. You're calling me stuck up. What are you? What are you trying to imply or insinuate, for that matter? how much I love myself. I should look into how much... What, what is this even, Is this a joke? And yet, Tzayda! is One of the most important generalizations in Tzayda is, love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. Which means... You need to know how much you love yourself. In order for you to be able to love a fellow Jew that amount, you need to know how much the amount is. If I tell you, give charity as much as you have, split your money, have to go to charity, you need to count and make a calculation how much money you have. Don't tell the IRS. And then, Split it. And you give 50 to this 50 you keep. But you need to take stock. You need to know how much we're talking about over here. Come, like yourself. Oh, look in the mirror. Tell me how much you love yourself. We find many different situations in the Tata where we are told to restra- refrain from bad things, especially when it comes to a fellow Jew. In our Parshat and many, many different things like this. Many different sins that you have to refrain from doing to another person. It would only be proper in that case to pre-introduce, um, actually, these mitzvahs through the the HaChamecha. And by saying the Haftar all these other warnings, don't kill, don't steal, don't leave your worker overnight without getting paid, don't curse a deaf, deaf person. Don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. If you have obviously, if you have a Haftal Dreyach it wouldn't even occur to you to do any of these things. So all these warnings are superfluous. Chveshain the Haftal Dreyach I know already what I have to do. So Why? If the Pasik says we have to the is the Pasik also telling us all the other Averis, the Although we find many times in the data things that are doubled and repeated over and over. One thing to be Mikhaev, one thing for punishment, for how many um, love in a person is Aver. But Chazal already say And it's good to explain it in a different way actually in a different format. We give him score on of base. And we Don't overdo yourself here. And according to Pshat it comes up also we understand that. Like we see in Rashi, when it comes to Isabashov. Taylor writes three times about the Isra of HaKalavra. She explains, each time there's something new to tell us about it. One is for eating, one is for cooking, one is for enjoying. So it's not out of the question that the Taylor repeats or reiterates or strengthens by saying something else. But still, is really, really putting everything in a nutshell when it comes to things, Ben Adam Why do we need anything else? Why is Rashi even bringing this down? This is a great Klaal. The, the Mitzvah after Kamecha is not something separate from all the other warnings, Ben Adam this is the generalization of all mitzvahs that have to do between a Jew and a fellow Jew. And the Haftarach is the Klaw, the, the generalization. All the other mitzvahs are the paratim, are the bylaws, shall we say, from them. Okay, based on that, I have no problem, this is the Haftarach and it says everything else. No problem, it says it a few times. It's a clown and a prat. No, I can I can dig that. Oh. <sighs> if we have to make as a clown, of all the we're not in the chavidei. All the other mitzvahs you'd have to write right next to the kol. It's a it's a title. It's the title of the subject, and then write everything as the subtitles. <laughs> as the rest of the subjects of the thing. The clau, the beafterach kamecha, and then all the other mitzvahs you know do between friends. But we don't have that here. We have the afterach kamecha, and we have all over the Pasha spread out all the other different mitzvahs. I say or later say that you have in adam And also, not just cloud klal, it's cloud godl it's a big cloud. Generally, you have a Clal, okay, it makes sense, Clown. next to the etc. cloud godl it encompasses everything. And because there's so many things, so the Pasach doesn't put together the cloud and the pratim, pratim, but they are enumerated elsewhere. Because it's a lot, it's big. Hilazakin, we know, said when the Ger wanted to convert. If you keep in score at home, famous Gemara in Sechta Shabbos Lamed Aleph, Amir Aleph, thirty-one, side one. And Hilazakin says Sani, the What you don't want done to you, don't do to others. And this is the entire Tera. Another explanation of exactly how this works. Rashi explains over there in also in Gemara, Re'acha refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Pesach says Re'acha v'ra'vicho al-taziv v'ra'vicho al-taziv This is what Hila refers to here. Just like you need, it's, you have an obligation to despise anyone that's going against the word of God. You have, excuse me, on your own word, same way also on the words of God, and therefore this mitzvah is a mitzvah, a general mitzah of the Teda. What you don't want done to you, don't do to others. referring to God. So what you don't want done to you, you don't do to God. And therefore this is the basis of Judaism. There are those explanations, there are those commentaries on Rashi that understand this is the intention Rashi said in this passage. That the commandment of the Haftal, we need to explain not just to a boss of Adam, Not just to a man. But to God. God is referred to as Reacha, your friend. And therefore it's a klal Godel Batera. <laughs> so when you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, When you're in love with the one above. You don't do anything against him. Memela. You'll keep all the mitzvahs. Still need to understand here. Rashi says, This is Kala Teta Kula, according to of the whole Teta. It's not just Kala Gadal, but t-ayda. Not just one kalal in the Teta. Therefore, we need to understand the regular explanation, like we explained before, that the intention of Rashi is Klaal godel, Generalizing this, all the mitzvahs between the person and his friend. Dafke. Not the mitzvahs that are between person and God. And not to exclude from Shute. And therefore, according to this, we can now delve into what Rashi says in the name of Rabbi Akiva. This teaches us that there's a special lesson here that's not understood on its own. There's a, a commentary in of David that explains, according to his way, is a Hiddish Godel. It's a new concept to explain the word Re'acha referring to Therefore Rashi brings Shmei the Rebbe Akiva, he brings Rebbe Akiva's name. And since Yashi, when he brings the name of the, he quotes the person by name, he has a special lesson within that itself. If that what Chazal say, Lehava the Farish HaChimididei, wouldn't need to explain in its own. Razal tell us, the special the Holy Spirit rests upon a person, and this is the way they're able to understand what the Pasuk meant. But in our way, it's not a Kiddush of We're not doing we're not becoming prophets here. It's simple explanation. Therefore the question comes up what is Rashi mentioning the name Which is not usual for him when he's just explaining the pshat. You want to say lovely why do we have to know who said it? What am I accomplishing with knowing who said it? Some say sharp question here. If Yahafter Achamega is a Klaagadl why does it say Klaugodl? It's only now in Pasha's condition. So long after Matan Tera and setting up of the Mishkin and everything else. First thing, we got the Tera, it should say we have Therefore, Ashish says Rabbi Akiva is the one that said it. And this hints that Rabbi Akiva goes according to his shita that the Klovis and the Pratis were said in Sinai. He was Gemara Chagiga side two. Rabbi Akiva says, and this is his train of thought always, the Klovis and the Pratis were said in the Sinai. Generalizations and the enumerations. Which means to say, Mesh Rabbeinu was in HaSinai, immediately after Matan And everything was told to him all the mitzvahs encompassed. Even the mitzvahs that are brought on in the Vayikra after the Mishkan. So it's not that they were said now. It's not a new thing now, a new entity that's only brought on in Vayikra because this is when it's first brought out in Taylor. It was already said in Taylor, but it's being brought out now in this part. It's not something that was actually said right now. And therefore we have no questions. The mitzvah after Achamechah was said by Moshe, according to Rabbi Akiva. And this is already said on Hasinai, according to where Rabbi Akiva holds, that all the the mitzvahs were said on Hasinai. I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to (laughs) <laughs> give a little bit of a curveball of an interpretation I didn't see this anywhere um, so we call in America a bleich we know and we've said this many times one of the most famous things in history after the Holocaust of course was the Asar there were 10 very very holy special sages that were brought before the, before the Roman king the emperor and he asked I need to know what is your terrorist say if a person sells their brother what does the Torah say is the punishment? And he said, according to Taylor it's Chayiv Misa. Oh, says the emperor, so when your brother, your, your, not your brother, when the brother Yosef was sold, who died, who was put to death for selling their brother? and the emperor continues in all the generations till now never were there such holy people as you ten are hence you will pay for that sin the, one of the sins they committed on this spot was they didn't say okay But rather they said, give us three days. Anyway, these ten were executed. It's brought down, ironically, I mean, because that's factual. Why, how would this even work? Svarim is brought down. Each one of these ten were from a different tribe. And therefore... They actually did represent the ten brothers. So fleck the Velta Kasha. Normal question. There were twelve brothers. Yasef was sold. So you can't count him in the picture. Binyam and the baby was home. Can't count him in the picture. That makes ten. Ruvain went home to look after his father. It's at least nine. So, Elil Yitzur, you want to tell me this, the came. Each one from a different tribe. There were only nine that sold him. Tells us, the Mufarshim, Khazal tells us. They needed 10. They couldn't do it if they didn't have 10. They were mitstaref hakadish baruchu. They brought in hakadish baruchu into this. And they told hakadish baruchu, You're the 10th. Powerful. But now let's examine the ten people that were killed, the ten martyrs. And as we begin to examine, we see immediately something that stands out stronger than anything else, and that's Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva didn't have lineage. Rabbi Akiva came actually from Gatim, converts his ancestry were, com- were converts grandparents I guess parents whatever and therefore you could not go back lineage wise to one of the ten brothers or one of the nine brothers for that matter but our Baruch Hu needed to be represented here as well and therefore Rabbi Akiva was actually chosen in Kvayyochul, the place of Hashem. So we are to When he says re'acha refers to Hakadosh Baruch I need a Be'akiva to tell me this, as a stands in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's place. Not became a god, but he stands in that that high of a level. Salamid of Remendel Radaka sitting around a Fabrengen. They were having a Fabrengen, and the Altareb was sitting there as well. Magid already passed away. Many people, different opinions, found themselves at Remendel and Radaka. And they were saying different words of Taylor that they heard from the Magid. And they started to bring mashkeh they said l'chaim after several l'chaims one of the chassidim stood up and started to cry and to bawl and he said my brothers bless me with a refuah shalema it was heart rendering they knew this man was suffering for a while and the best of doctors could not find anything, any solution. What kind of bracha could they actually give? And they turned to him and said, Seriously, you turn to simpletons like us to give you a bracha? Go to a rabbi, go to a tzaddik. Well, you don't come to the simple folk. Understand, of course, Tamidim of the Magid were no simple folks. But this was their reaction. The Hasid would not take no for an answer. He stood there screaming, Bench me, bless me, please. He was bawling. They wanted to take his mind over, they started a name. they started singing a song. Suddenly the Altarebbe stood up. He said, Sha! Let it be quiet. Everybody became quiet. The singers, the crier, Everybody. And he says, "Do you forget that the Magid had said what a Hasidish can accomplish, Malach Mechol cannot accomplish?" Hearing this, they were actually thrown back into history, and they all crawled out, the foolish kreva with tremendous fellow camaraderie, love. And Malach Machal himself came and healed the man. This is what camaraderie, what unity can accomplish. Not only, Hiliparacha says, not only physically, children, Tanossa, but spiritually as well. A helps out to pour out to improve the behaviour of Ksiddim and causes that they spiritually improve and grow. Let's turn a little bit to Musaqdis Saita, looking at the end of the first Pelik, you dalit of Idbez, Imara tells us. Darush Rab Simloi Rab Simloi expounded as he made a eulogy for Mesh Rabbeinu why did Moshe Rabbeinu want to enter the land of Israel did he need to eat the fruits of Israel or did he need to save himself with the bounty of Israel Definitely not. This is what Moesha says. Many mitzvahs need were commanded. But there's a mitzvah that can only be kept in Eretz Yisrael, can only be fulfilled in Eretz Yisrael. I want to go into the land, that I can be able to do all these things myself. Oh, Mardei Hakadosh Baruch Hu! The Shlomo tells him, Are you looking for nothing else but reward? Since you could do these mitzvahs and be rewarded for them, I will make it as if you had done them." Shinema the pasuk says, "Lachinachalik leberabim." I'll assign him a portion of multitudes and divide the spoils of the mighty. In return for having poured out his soul for death. And being counted among the wicked. And he carries, he bore the sin of many, of the multitudes and he prayed for the wicked. It's as follows: I in portion the multitudes. What does this mean? only the old ones, not the future ones. Talmud Leibner says: He'll divide the spoils with the mighty. Meishu will assign the portion K'avram, Yitzhak, just like Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. They are the mighty ones in Tehra Mitzchus. For he poured out his soul in death. He gave himself to death. If not erase my name from the Taylor, he was ready to die for the fellow Jew and being counted with the wicked why? because he was counted with the Mese Midbar with those who died in the desert and he carries the sin of the multitudes why? and he forgave them for the sin of the golden calf and the wicked he actually took effect on he didn't say only Jews should be good but he said, everyone should be able to do tshuva. Hold on, we ran into a difficulty here. Okay, I hope you're back on Skype. Yeah. gabi, and then do not entreat me Says a can be baruch to meisha. So although he reached out to every Jew and helped every Jew to the, the umpteenth level, this was his intention. This was his way of life. The Mishnah and Perek Sheni, Mishnah Ches Kibel Mehil v'Shamay. Who are you? He would say, "Im the Maruto Teiravik. You learned a lot of Teiravik. You got Teve lots much. Kila Kachnu Zarta. Don't consider yourself great. That's why you were created." A person should constantly seek to learn Tata and more Tata and more Tata. He should always be extending himself further because you never do enough. In essence, a person who studied the Tata for just reason to be proud through his study becomes united with God. A bond that transcends all worldly heights. But since the Tata itself gives this, therefore, it's not a result of his own efforts Mishnah advises him remain humble, and this is why you were created. The creation process, Talmud writes, in Tanya, each moment of existence you are renewed, Kachadosha like a new person. This is the d- concept between Torah study and creation. The Mishnah underscores the concept: person can never rest on his laurels, and one always needs to strive to go greater and greater and higher and higher. As Mishnah trying to enter into soul, as the Yid we have to reach up, to ultimately gain the COVID of Hakadosh Baruch and to enter into Eretz Yitzhore Yisrael this Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to all.